0: Now, if, if Jesus tarries his return, I think we will look at that election even as more important than this one, um, but clearly this one um, is critical for <clears throat> a lot a lot of reasons, praise God. Um, amen. If you have your Bibles this evening, let's go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse um, 6, 7, and 8, I'll go ahead and put that on the screen. So it's been an interesting week uh, for me um i was uh actually summons for jury duty back in july and it just so happened to be the week of youth camp and so i asked to be excused and the court uh graciously allowed me to be excused uh, but they said they expect a call from us you know in the future and so they uh, summoned me again um uh last week and i uh, went through the whole process and and of course you know, I've always said when they find out I'm a pastor, or I'm a director of counseling at a, at a residential uh, recovery program, um, you know, these kinds of things, that they usually, you know, strike me from, from uh, actually putting me on a jury. Um, and so they asked me, if, you know, they said I needed to call them back Monday of this week to see if they needed me to come in Tuesday. And they did, which I was surprised at that. Well, lo and behold, um, after a, a pretty uh, thorough vetting process that I was sure I failed. Um, <laughs> they asked me if I thought that policemen were being, um, that was one of the questions, many questions they asked me. They asked me if I thought the recent events in our country were painting policemen in a, in a negative or bad light. And I told them absolutely. And, um, but anyway, they, they seated me on a jury and, um, and it's it's interesting too if you could see where i'm seated in this courtroom because of covid uh, we're not all in the jury box they you know there's only i think six people in the jury box and they've got the rest of us kind of scattered out in the courtroom and i'm 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 like almost sitting right there with the with the uh, lawyers and uh, and all of this to say that i have a front row seat would be an understatement and uh, many of you have pointed out that there must be some relationship between what we've been talking about for the last twelve weeks on Wednesday night, and me actually having a front row seat to an actual trial, and I believe that's part of it. I believe that's part of it, and um, I can't really speak about the trial, but I also believe that uh, that my steps are ordered, and that the Lord has me in a in a specific strategic place um, to uh, to make sure justice is carried out on behalf of of uh the the parties involved in in this uh particular uh lawsuit and um so uh if i could just i'll, I'll read the text but i want to just share a few things that are kind of fresh on my heart um i can obviously take notes but i have to leave my notebook there so i, I didn't i'm not putting my sermon notes things the lord speaking to my heart through all of this in that but when i get a break you know, I, I fly back to the break room, start putting them in my phone and, and 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 this sort of thing. And so we'll talk a little bit about that as we get started tonight. But James chapter one, verse number six says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Let's go to Mark 11 now. Mark 11 um, we'll begin at verse number 22. I'll give you a moment to turn there. Mark 11 and verse number 22. Hopefully by the time we're done with this, you'll have these verses pretty much committed to memory. But it's Jesus speaking. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have he will have, this is the master speaking now, this is Jesus himself speaking now, he says that that man will have whatever he says. That man will have whatever he says. And so one of the things that we've tried to emphasize over the last few weeks in our our study is that the believing part comes natural to a born-again believer. I mean, we 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 are believers. That's who we are. Believing is not just something we do. It's it, it, it you know, believing in Jesus is what has and, and calling upon him is, is what has made us the 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 new creation um, that that we are. It's it's what has made us one spirit with God Himself, His Holy Spirit and our newly born-again spirit have, have become one spirit. Remember, it's not that me and God are just like this. Me and God, you and God, we're just like this. We've, we've become one. We've been made one. And so the challenge here is not believing. Faith by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Your, your born-again spirit leaps at the Word of God. The, the inspired Word of God spoken with the Holy Spirit's anointing upon it is is like water Uh, you know to 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 your inward man Um, and 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 there's nothing in it that that is rejected or or resisted Um, so what we see though is it's not just the believing but it's the believing with no doubting it's the believing with no doubting so I believe now you can yeah just take this before the Lord yourself but I believe that that believing is easy. The only thing that makes believing hard is this this attack from the enemy uh, to try and bring uh, doubt. We we've made this point a time or two. That doubt does not come without assistance. In in other words, there's there's a force in the world, uh, darkness in the world that uh, tries to uh, you know bombard your mind in order to produce doubt. Um, in your heart. So maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that. But again, be removed, cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He'll have whatever he says. Who wants you to have whatever you say? It's not a trick question. God created you. Your Heavenly Father created you to be able to operate like this. He never meant for provision to be hard for us. He never meant for breakthrough to be out of reach for us. He never meant for for prosperity to to, to be some unattainable uh, goal, you know, that we might reach if we live long enough. This is not how He lives and it's not how He created you and me to live. And He created you and me in such a way as to be able to as a matter of fact, He even says it, we could talk about all the New Testament says about it but you don't even have to go to the New Testament to find this in the old testament he says that you eat the fruit of of what comes out of your mouth death and life's in the power of the tongue and and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof You know, he goes on and on he's talking about how the the words that come out of our mouth chart the course that our lives follow and so he created you in such a way as to be able to operate and live by faith but but operating living by faith doesn't just mean living by a set of rules or living, living by, uh, you know, some set of doctrines. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with rules and doctrines, but living by faith is, is, is literally fate uh, being the, the, the primary means of you acquiring in life what it is that Father God created you to have experience and enjoy um, in life think about it for a moment now again the the believing and the doubting and and that whole uh you know those factors that, you know set aside for a moment um it really doesn't get any easier than saying than speaking are you in other words, are you following what i'm saying i mean you know I'm hard work don't miss, anybody misunderstand me here we were created to work hard you know but again not work your fingers to the bone. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, it's one thing for me to get up and go to the kitchen uh, and get me a sandwich. It's another thing for me to ask my darling wife to get, to bring me one. Mm-hmm. Which is easier, going and making it or just out of my mouth saying, Pam, would you bring me a sandwich? You see what I'm saying? In other words, when we talk about human effort, um, there there is no... Um, Uh, smaller expenditure of human effort to in order to acquire things than speaking words Uh, think about the human effort involved in moving mountains i've talked about my grandfather before he used to operate one of those drag lines i'm talking about one of those buckets that would would move you know huge huge things of earth he moved the mountain from to build brookwood village and reroute that creek that runs there in front of brookwood village um, so, but a tremendous effort to move that. Compare that to just saying, uh, Mountain, would you please, you don't have to say please, Ma- Mountain would move. Okay. So this is how we were created to function. And this is, this is how, what Jesus is trying to show us here um, about about not just his faith. He's not talking about his faith. He's talking about your faith and what your faith will do. Verse 24, Therefore I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe, uh, we'll, we looked at so many translations, but the, the more accurate translation of this is believe that, you, that you've already received them and you will have them. Believe that you've already received them and you will have them. All right, while, while some of this, and I made some notes today, um, while some of this is still fresh on my mind, remember, we're talking about the trial of your faith and how important it is For you and me to be ready for trial. And that any time we use our faith to receive something that grace has freely given to us, that Satan is going to try through defiance, through contradiction. He's going to bring pressure against your faith, put it on trial, in hopes to persuade the jury of your heart to doubt. And and so doubting what God says means you're believing what the enemy says. Are you follow what I'm saying in other words when, when we said in every trial there 's a winner and a loser in every trial there 's a winner and a loser and 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 so um, too many of god 's people are losing when their trial when their faith's put on trial because they 're not ready for trial and so um, we see then that your adversary, which means opponent in a lawsuit um, he he has been trying faith cases. For millennia, for generations and generations and generations, and he's gotten very good at it. Okay, I don't mean to give him credit there, but again, he's gotten very good at it. He shouldn't be winning a single one against us, all right? And the only reason he's doing it is either because we're not ready for trial, or we don't know how to be ready for trial, and, and which means we're ignorant of his devices. We're ignorant of 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 what he does and how he does it, and the, and the and the tactics that he uses. Um, against us. And so just some of the uh, uh, things that have literally been played out in front of me um, this week, and I'll just kind of read from this and, and maybe comment on some of it, maybe not, right? Um, first of all, when a prosecutor senses a witness is unsure of himself, it's like blood in the water. It, <laughs> it, it is obvious when the person on the stand is ready for trial and when they're not amen, and so this uh this week i have uh I don't really recall the exact number I could sit down and probably figure it out, but I, let's just say I have watched many different people um take a witness stand, take an oath uh and then be grilled by a prosecutor um I, I mean just like um you know just just and and and, and so you can tell within the first five seconds whether or not that person is ready to answer. See, the Bible says that we're to be ready to give an answer for the confident expectation that we have to anybody who asks, okay? And so, you know, you've you've got uh, people that, and, and I don't know if you've ever witnessed this. Some of you maybe have experienced this. Um, my dad, in his position with Jefferson County for many, many years, he represented uh, roads and transportations and, and things of that nature. Uh, anytime someone would file a lawsuit against the county, more times than it, it, you know, pertaining to something to do with roads and bridges and the, all those employees that were under him, um, he would be uh, called to testify. And um, and you know, he's telling me about this. when I was a little kid, you know, how they try to bully you and they try to intimidate you and they try to confuse you, and they try to frustrate you. Come on now. If you, maybe you've seen it on TV. May, maybe you haven't. But um, I'm going to say it again. When a prosecutor senses a witness is unsure of himself, it's like blood in the water. I, I, would, watch, I would watch the prosecutor. I would watch his body language change. Okay, um, One of the witnesses called uh, was a female witness. And bless her heart, she, she was n- not very comfortable. Let's just say it that way. She was not ready uh, for trial. And his entire demeanor changed towards her. In other words, he knew that he had the upper hand and he was going to show out. Are you hearing me? And this is exactly, I mean, this is exactly what the devil does when he finds one of God's children who've taken a, a stand of faith and he hauls their faith into the courtroom of life. He senses when you're not ready for trial. Now, you compare that to someone who has who an, already anticipated the questions that are going to be asked. And they're ready. There was one guy. I, I wanted to pat him on the back after he left. Right? I mean, it, and you could tell he turned the tables on the bully. Right? He had that man so frustrated that he finally just said, "No further questions." Right? And and you know how he did it? He gave one word, monotone answers, and 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 the only answer that he gave that was more than one word, with rare exception, was, "I don't recall." i don't recall no, and he'd just be quiet. see th- this is my thing my My family will tell you this, okay i I can't order at McDonald's without four paragraphs. It's the truth. I ought to get Pam up here to to or Bethany or or John Marcus, someone up here to to act it out uh, for you. Okay, you know I'm like I'm like, hey, ma'am, how are you doing today? You you know is there everything well back there? What? It's, yeah, you know and and so I was so impressed with this guy. I mean, he would like he would like ask him this whole long elaborate confusing question and he would just go, no. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there watching this, and the Lord's like, are you learning anything? Are you learning anything? See, what got Adam in even so much trouble in the Garden of Eden? Devil comes sliding in there, started asking them questions, and they started, they started answering them. Right? He's drawing them into a conversation. He's drawing them into a dialogue. I've been telling you for years, I'm going to tell you again tonight, when you're having that conversation with yourself, you better make sure there's not a third party at the table. Because so many times we we think we're having this conversation with ourselves and we're solving all of our life's problems and all the world's problems and we don't even realize that the enemy is is participating in that conversation. One of his greatest tactics against uh, against people is he loves to put thoughts in your head and convince you that they're yours. That you had that idea, that you came up with that, that that was your thinking, that you you came to that conclusion. When the whole time, like, remember, it says that Satan put it in Judas's heart to do what Judas did, and he'll try to do the same thing against you if you allow him. Right? We, you realize we don't we don't have to answer him and 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 carry on a whole lengthy conversation when the enemy comes to accuse you, when the enemy comes to, to try to, you know, ask you all kinds of complex, complicated questions and all this other stuff. You say, no. I don't recall. See, how, think about it. Every time the devil tries to bring up some mistake that you've made in the past, if you just said, I don't recall. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't recall that. I don't know I don't, that wasn't me. See again, but we, you know, we want to. Well, but I, I was weak and I didn't really understand. And I, you know, it, 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 no, just I don't recall that. I don't see I, again. I'm watching it play out when somebody's not ready, man. It just emboldens the adversary, man. They're just, you know, they're just like giving it. Then, you know, you you take somebody that, that is ready, right? And 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 I noticed. And I'm not listen. There's a lot to be learned here. You know, they they they'll try every tactic. You know, they'll try every tactic. And, and so one of the things, they'll try to be, like, we're friendly. You doing all right this morning? Thank you for being here. We appreciate you so much taking time out of your busy schedule to come and offer what you have for us on this particular matter. It's a very important matter, and I know that you understand, you know, all this other stuff. And then, you know, if that don't work, then they'll try to raise their voice, right? Are you telling me? Are you saying an open court? And see, the the one that... That I really appreciate it, right? Is when the prosecutor raised his voice, he'd lean right into his microphone and he'd just get he'd just say no, just as loud as he asked the question. So he you see what I'm saying? He's not he's not letting him rattle him. He's not, he's not giving an inch on this, right? And so again, I'm watching it play out in front of me. The prosecutor wants to fluster, confuse, overwhelm, lead, embarrass frustrate the witness and it's exactly what the enemy tries to do with each one of us when he hauls our faith in to the courtroom of life here's another one the prosecutor tries to give the impression that he knows something the witness doesn't know and is going to drop it at any moment man i watch that right see so he's try again what is he trying to do the, the, the your enemy is trying to get you on the defensive he's trying to get you on edge that 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 something bad is a, is a, you you're about to get some call you, you know the the doctor's about to tell you some bad news he he always wants to 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 kind of present it you know in such a way you know, so now before you answer this question, you know that we've got you on tape with with uh, your deposition. You know, and in other words, I'm just waiting for you to. You know, so they, they come across this whole idea that they've got this big bombshell that they can't wait uh, to to drop on uh, on uh, somebody that's in uh, <laughs> you know in, in that position. The one thing that uh, stood out for me, again, in court, though, maybe more than anything else, is how tenacious the prosecutor is to try and get the witness to say something different from what they've previously said on record. Man, that was the one right there. I mean, that was the Because, see, in in this particular case, and as is, as is in, in a lot of cases, um, the, pe- the people involved have already um, been... Uh, deposed uh, previously, in other words they 've already answered all of these questions uh, once before, and they 've got all that on on record right so now their strategy is to call them up in front of a jury and and rephrase the questions and and, and try to say it in different ways in hopes, I mean, they're just sitting there like with, with their fingers crossed behind their back that they can get that witness to say something different on the witness stand than what they have previously said on record. And and I even watched them. In I, one case, I actually felt sorry for this one attorney. I'm like, dude, you don't realize you are making yourself look so petty and so silly to the point of you look ridiculous right now in front of the jury. But that is how far he pushed it just to try... To get that person to say something different from what they had said in the past and catch them in it. That, what I call a gotcha moment. This gotcha moment, all right? Now, again, if this is exactly how, I I don't hope, I kind of wrestle with where they're doing all this tonight, but anyway, praise God. What time is it? We're almost out. (laughs) Don't look at that watch. Amen. All right. So, let me finish right here. So, again, This is exactly what the devil is trying to get you and me to do. We make the faith confession. We go on record... We take what the Word of God says, we put it in our heart, we speak it out of our mouths. This is what we believe. We speak to the mountain. We say the mountain must move, right? Now, your adversary hauling your faith into the courtroom of life, what he desires more than anything else is to get you to contradict what you've already said about that mountain. To get you to say something different than what you said about it previously when you went on record to say... that this ends now in my life. This is over in my family. This is finished as far as my health is concerned. I'm moving beyond this. And I'm moving beyond it now. Because the word of God. The judge ruled in my favor. It's irrevocable. It cannot be changed. I'm taking his word into my heart. I'm speaking it out of my mouth. I'm planting the heavens. And this is how it will be in my life from this point forward. Now the prosecutor has got to get you to say something different from that. He's got to get you to agree with him and say something uh, uh, against crossways to what you've said previously in the past. This is the strategies. These are the tactics. These these are the things that the enemy is trying to use against you. All right, One more and I'll, I'll pray. I even... I even put this in my notes, okay? I, I put this in my notes. Wow. How have I missed that one? Okay. I am telling you, the Holy Spirit fell on me when the attorney looked at the judge this afternoon. We thought we I didn't get out of there at almost six o'clock, five forty-two yesterday. Um and it looked like we were on track for that again. It was around five o'clock today. The attorney looked at the judge. Nobody was expecting it. The judge wasn't even expecting it. The attorney looked at the judge, and this is what he said: "Are you ready? I rest my case." And man, when he said that, I just got—I I just felt the Holy Spirit on me so strong, right? Because what have we learned? In Hebrews 4 that God's people in the Old Testament did not enter into rest for one reason and one reason only its because of unbelief unbelief they did not believe and because they did not believe they did not rest they never entered in to the rest that God has for them and he says to you and me they heard the gospel but they did not mix faith with it And because they did not mix faith with it, it did not profit them. And he's saying all of that to you and me as New Testament believers so that we will not make the same mistake. He goes on to say that there remains a place of rest for God's people. Now remember in Matthew 13, Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you, I'll give you rest. I'm sorry, he said, Come to me, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, and you will find rest for your souls. We said one of the number one indicators, and I'm repeating myself again tonight on purpose. We said one of the number one indicators that we are in faith about something is that when we are in faith, we are at rest. If you do not yet have rest about some situation in your life, that's not some judgment, that's not something to condemn you, but I'm telling you, when you are genuinely and truly in faith about a situation, then you will be at rest. Amen. You will be at rest. But think about what this. Think about what this is. I rest my case. I rest my case. What does that mean? It means I'm not presenting any more arguments. I don't have to. As far as I'm concerned, the case is proven to me. As far as I'm concerned, um, my case is well established. Amen. And 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 no argument that can be brought against it is going to even uh, knock a dent in it, much less crack it open. Right. I rest my case. Amen. When he said that today, I thought, oh, man, there it is right there. When we get to that place of rest, when we get to that place of rest, amen, stand with me tonight. Praise God. Praise the name of the living God. Well, I got, I got a lot of stuff. I we, we got, amen, we got next Wednesday. Amen, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I know I got you standing. Here's what, if we had another 30 minutes, this is what I would have spent some time on, okay? (laughs) so what I did right there, right? Remember I told you that the heart is both the spirit and the soul? So the only way doubt can gain entrance into the heart is through the mind. Doubt can't get into your heart through your spirit. It can only get into your heart through your mind. Why is that important? Well, I don't know if you've ever had a leaky roof. It's part of the curse, okay? Anybody that's ever had a leaky roof, what's the hardest part about a leaky roof? Fixing the leak or finding the leak? It's finding it. So if you can find the leak, you can fix it probably in five minutes with a tuba... uh, we, we, my daddy calls it bull, right? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's that uh, uh, roofing cement. Let's be uh, proper about it. Amen. All right. So if you can, if you can find the leak, then it's really easy to fix. Okay. So what am I trying to show you? I'm trying to show you there's only one place that doubt can leak into your heart. It's through your mind. If you, can, if you can learn how to keep doubt from leaking through your mind into your heart, then you can keep doubt out of your heart because there's no other way for it to get in there. Are you seeing this? No other no other way for it to get in. Amen. All right, we'll talk about that some more next week. Father, thank you for what you've, what you've done in our lives, Lord, what you've spread out on a table before us. Lord, you said for us to come to your table and and, and, and eat to food. To, to, to overflowing lord to to, to the full um, all the good things of life in the presence of our enemies father Lord because our trust is in you father we know that 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 we can sit at your table and dine and be fully protected from all the threats that are that are loosed in, into this world uh, Lord because our trust is in you and we're sitting at your table by faith and we're focused on what you've put before us We're focused on who you are and what you've done for us and what you've given to us. And so, Father, I thank you tonight that we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. Lord, that that it's becoming more and more difficult for him to win even an argument against our faith, much less a case. And I thank you, Father, that as we're growing up into these things that we're becoming stronger and stronger in faith stronger and stronger in using the faith that you've given us, which equals, Lord, to many positive benefits, Lord, in our lives and the lives of our families and, in and, 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 Lord, this world at large. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So, Lord, thank you again for your presence in this house tonight. Thank you for all the men and women that are here, that are watching online. Lord, thank you for helping us lay hold of these truths. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Tell somebody good things coming. As always, thank you so much for being here, especially on a Wednesday evening, a little little drizzly outside. Praise God. You be blessed, and we will see you Sunday morning, if not before.